Don't touch that dial. You're listening to Board Games FM, your daily dose of tabletop gaming discussion on Anchor. Now, welcome your hosts, Jeremiah Isley, Scott Firestone, and AJ Skipstad. Hey everyone, welcome to another day here at Board Games FM, powered by TheologyofGames.com. I'm Jeremiah, and we've got a lot coming at you today, so stay tuned, including AJ and I just finished our first game of Gaia Project, so maybe we'll do some first impressions of that. Just gotta stay tuned to find out. We'll see you here. Thanks for tuning in. Once again, check out TheologyofGames.com. Find all of our podcasts there, as well as cool written content for your reading pleasure. Stay tuned. We've got lots coming at you today. Here we go. You can be more than just a listener. If you're listening via the Anchor app, you can be a part of the discussion by using the voice message feature. Don't just sit on the sidelines. Download the app and join the conversation today. Good morning, everyone. Firestone here with Board Games FM, powered by TheologyofGames.com. So it is Wednesday, and that means what did I play last night? Tuesday board game segment thing that I should think of a better name for. So game night last night. Got two games in. Both of them were kind of big behemoths, so that's all we got in. The first was Folklore. We've been playing this as a campaign just about once a month is when we've been able to schedule this and folklore is a miniatures fighting game with tons of storytelling elements that are really unique and it introduces ways to just create story for the game and so there's a big map and you there's lots of traveling and it's one of my biggest dings against the game is it's a lot of hey you need to go over here and then we're that's going to artificially create ways for you to have encounters and and bad things happen so you can travel on the road which takes longer but um every time someone ends their movement they you might be able to move four spaces and then they have to draw a road event card and those can be good or bad but they're generally not as bad or good Uh, They're generally good or not as bad as I should put that. And so you might get a boon or you might uh, be able to help somebody or it might be like if you pay $5, then this thing will happen. So those are generally good. Or you can go across the map more quickly by by going off-road on this map. But then you have to draw these kind of wilderness events. And those are generally worse. So... It's a trade-off, and it's just more ways to create story, but it's all kind of artificial. It's like, you run into a priest, and this, and it's fine. It's good. I appreciate that they're trying that. So um, we're moving along in this chapter, and we had to fight some bad guys, and the um, I, we're not big fans of the road thing, and run over here and do this, and it you know it feels artificial, but the, the game itself is pretty fun, and the, the fighting, the mechanisms, the miniatures are great. We had two big battles last night. One of them, I don't know how the game possibly thought we were going to beat it. We we finally succumbed to this thing. I'm not going to spoil it, obviously, but it was one of those, you have to do X, Y, and Z, or and if you don't, then read this story element, and, and things happened. And at the end, we thought, I don't think there was any way we were ever going to do that, because we didn't get close. 
And we thought maybe we should have just let it happen immediately and um, not taken all the damage we did and not spent all the resources that we did and things like that. So that was kind of a weird thing that happened. But then um, the second fight was really interesting, fun. We beat it, and but it was still a challenge. And that, that one just felt like a team gelling and we were having a lot of fun. So anyway, folklore up and down. Second thing we played was Thunderstone Quest. This was, um, we just got this in, both Jeremiah and I have a copy, and, and actually AJ just does too. And so we played the first part of the first quest, and it's a lot of fun. If you've played Thunderstone before, it's probably 80% of the mechanisms here are going to be completely familiar to you. But it's more streamlined in many ways. It's easier to figure out how much light you need, where you're going in the dungeon. The dungeon is more dynamic. You can travel to different rooms and fight different enemies. And it was a lot of fun. And I've literally only scratched the surface of this because we've only opened like, you know, one of the packs from one of the quests or, and uh, there's so many other quests and extras and I can't wait to dive deeper into this game. So Thunderstone Quest and Folklore is what I played last night and both of them, thumbs up folklore with caveats but thunderstone quest was super fun and i can't wait to go further into this game have a great day we'll talk to you later bye this one is fresh off the game table it's time for more board game buzz as board games fm gives you a first impression of the latest games to hit our table Hey everyone, Jeremiah here, and I'm back today to give you my first impression of the Gaia Project. So AJ and I, as you you may have known by listening to this show, Firestone's a big fan of this game, and AJ and I finally got a chance to play it. I got a hand, my hands on a copy, and uh, we played it yesterday, two-player, which it scales pretty well. You can play two, three, or four players with really, uh, I think it actually plays a few more than that, uh, without really changing the game much. I mean, obviously you're gonna add more time with more players, but uh, it scales well. And I won't give a whole lot of the game description because that will get lengthy, but I'll say this, the game works like a Euro, right? You've got a board that is basically your tech tree. As you move up on that, uh, you get abilities become cheaper to use, or you have to use less power or resources to do certain things. Also, as you move up on that, uh, you're able to do more in terms of like your reach and your range when you're trying to colonize these planets and things like that. there's actually eight different actions you can take on your turn during the action phase of a round, which, uh, again, I'm not going to go into all of those because they can be kind of overbearing. But basically, the board is modular, and there's a bunch of planets. It's like this galaxy kind of thing, and you are trying to colonize planets. By doing that, you put mines on them, and you can upgrade them uh, into different types of buildings, including uh, trading stations and in, uh, educational institutes or whatever they call them, and all the way up to like a, a federation building kind of thing. You can also create federations if you have enough 
connected planets with satellites connecting them to uh, the planets that have buildings on them and they all have a certain power value. And of course, doing creating a federation gives you quite a bit of uh, uh, victory points or like some really good bonuses and things like that. Basically, goal of the game is just score more victory points and you score more victory points uh, different ways because every round you put a different token down uh, on the scoring board and each round you can score victory points in different ways. Now, there are other things that you can do pretty much every round of the game that will score you some points, but the best way to score some of those points is by using that scoreboard. And then, of course, there are two ways that you score points by coming in there's like a track where there's the final scoring tokens sit on that. And if you're the first, second, or third ranked, you score points there as well. So that's a very, really rough overview of how the game plays. It's a really good game. So here's the thing. I I really enjoy games like this. I actually, I'm usually more of a fan of sci-fi themed kind of stuff, but I actually think the theme for me kind of hurts it a little bit because the terminology that they had to use to make things happen, like there's Gaia planets and there's transdim planets that you put a Gaia former on that transforms them into a Gaia planet and all these, these terms really kind of muck it up for me a little bit. I think if it was medieval or exploration or frontiers or something like that, I think it'd be much, much easier for the terminology to get out of the way of the gameplay. I also think uh, this is a game that I would love to play four, five, six times again here in the next couple months, but it's one of those games that's really hard for me to get on the table because it's weightier, it takes a little bit of time, Teaching the game is going to take at least 30 minutes, maybe more, depending on who I'm teaching it to. So I'll I'll get to play it again, I'm sure, you know, a few times here and there. But it's not a game that's going to make its way onto my table all that often. That is, that's the only bummer of it, is is that it's a really good game that I, I just won't get to play a whole lot. Viticulture is my favorite worker placement game of all time. And I don't get to play it, you know, maybe a couple times every year or every six months or so. uh, Just because it's a longer game and I don't really get to get games like that on the table as much. Uh, So those are my first thoughts on Gaia Project. It's great. The components are really nice. I liked the how they made some of the tokens. It's almost like a Bakelite uh, material, really solid, hefty feeling tokens and, and markers and things like that. Everything is, I mean, you're, you're paying a hundred bucks for it, so it better be good, and it is. So the, the components and artwork and everything all work, and we had a lot of fun with it, but definitely one of those games that'll be hard for me to get on the table because of just because of the weight of it and uh beyond that if you're into that and that's your gamer group definitely pick this one up it's a lot of fun we'll be doing a written review of this very very soon so stay tuned head over to theology of games to stay tuned for that you can sign up for our newsletter over there so it'll just show up in your inbox one day when we get it published probably within the next week here so there it is my first impressions of gaia project Here on Board Games FM, we've got more coming at you today. Stay tuned.
Thanks for joining us today. Board Games FM is powered by TheologyofGames.com. Don't forget to head over to TheologyofGames.com to check out all we have to offer, including written reviews, our YouTube channel, and two other podcasts. If you enjoyed this show, don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review us on iTunes, Google Play, or wherever you're listening. Thanks for listening, and go put a game on the table.